0: Hey, welcome to the Violent Nights Podcast. I'm Nan Napoleon.
1: I'm Alex Williams and we work at Southbank Centre. Violent Nights is a real-life space for online conversations. We bring you guests at the heart of current conversations important to our generation.
0: Previous Violet Nights events include youth homelessness, queer activism now and fake news. You can listen to these and more on all podcasting apps.
1: This month we're focusing on the experience of minorities in the fitness scene, the rise in sober spaces and the importance of movement in our daily lives. Who are we going to hear from?
0: So the event was curated by Kim and Rachel from Fitness Collective Food and Life that aims to break the stereotypes of what fitness looks like for women. Joining them is Akil from Queer Brock a club night and platform for queer people of colour.
1: To the event now and please do get involved by using hashtag Violet Nights and at Southbank Centre on socials.
2: So welcome everyone, I'm Rachel. I'm one third of Food and Lightcraft, Kim being another.
3: Yep, I'm the second third of Food and Lightcraft.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, another <laughs> third as well, Laura. So we started Food and Craft about seven years ago. Built our little Instagram, built our platform. And then um, we just started going doing loads of runs. Yeah. Marathon, 10 k. Basically, it started
3: because Instagram had a cute filter. So it was just like... I'm take a picture, at a post run, hey. Yeah. So that's what how it really started. We didn't realise at the time that we were influencing people to move as well. And also, like at the time, we didn't know we were showing that people who look like us could have a space in, in the fitness space. Yeah. And...
2: Yeah, it brings us to today. Yeah. And then just to kind of give you guys some context about what we do as well outside of Food and Lycra. So Food and Lycra is our kind of platform, our business on the side. Outside of that, I also work as a in marketing. So I work in brand marketing for Nike. One thing that I would mention around this is that for the both of us, and Kim will tell kind of her story as well, we honestly wouldn't have be in our position that we are, be in the careers that we are without Food and lycra. Like We basically built our platform and brands or people noticed us, and that's how we kind of got into the jobs that we do today. So it's very much like passion turning into like our jobs. Um, through Food and Lycra, I've become a PT and a fitness
3: trainer. Before that, I used to work in the city as an accountant. She used to be yeah. a maths teacher. I used to be a maths teacher before that. I've had many career changes, man, over the past decade. <laughs> <laughs> Akil. Hi.
4: Um, I am Akeel, and I am one of one of um, <laughs> Queer Brug. For me, as a gay man of colour kind of going out on Nights Out, I found that the music that I like to listen to when I went out wasn't necessarily being played in those places. Like, um,
2: what music is that? Okay? It
4: was usually like Ariana Grande and Kylie Minogue, <laughs> which is great, which is fun. <laughs> but sometimes I wanted some dancehall and Afrobeats and soca and stuff like that on nights out. But then when I would go to those kind of spaces, it would be very heteronormative and I would personally feel unsafe in certain spaces to dance how I want to dance and to be openly queer. And so I kind of just wanted to create something that I would want to go to myself and create a space that was for people that could come to and feel comfortable and can just be themselves and just be raging gays. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I would sometimes feel like I wasn't man enough to go to the gym or, feel cl- or go to classes or anything like that. Like I went, I went to Brighton Uni and um, I lived on campus and there was a gym right next to where I, I lived. And I would go to the gym, but there, there would be like a whole section where the men would be kind of deadlifting and doing stuff, and I would just be like, "I'm not going. I'm just, I just. There's no point in me even going in there. One, I can't do what they do, and two, I don't want to feel inferior because I can't do what they do." And so that stops me from going to the classes sometimes because I felt like I wasn't really good enough to do that. I wasn't man enough, <laughs> and so that that's where kind of it comes from—a kind of queer perspective where it's kind of like you don't feel like you're worthy to be in that space because it's so masculine. Yeah and just yeah it was just, it was never really about crea- creating a platform it was more just having a party and just being around other gay men of color and then i noticed that f- feminine identifying men in spaces that were quite heteronormative were were actually getting violence. Like, they were coming under, they were getting attacked, they were being held abused, they were feeling unsafe in spaces. And so my primary goal was to create a space for these fem men. And then what I found was that what it actually became was a space for all people, whatever gender you identify as, to come and feel safe. It wasn't just for men, it wasn't just for women, it was for people, it was for all people. But then what I kind of... I made a decision end of last year, I was like, I want, to, I want to do my parties and everything like that, but I feel like, as a person who puts on events within the queer community, we ha- I have a duty of care to do events that aren't just centred around al- alcohol, and they're centred around creating spaces that everyone can feel comfortable to come to, because there is a massive drug problem and an alcohol problem within the queer community, and so I need to then partner with people like Food and Lycra, and platforms like Food and Lycra to kind of put on events that allow people to come to it without feeling uncomfortable about being around alcohol.
3: All right, so in this room, who leads an active lifestyle?
5: Oh, wow, excellent. Damn.
3: This is great. Be proud, wow. guys. What does, what, raise
4: your hands. What does active mean to you though?
5: Like making sure you keep fit, going to the gym and like eating healthy and stuff like that.
3: How often is that?
5: Um I go about two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's excellent. Um, I feel like it's
0: also, even if you just go for a walk at lunch, Mm -hmm. and it's not just about your body moving, it's also just making sure your mind's fit as well. So just, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're having a stressful day, just taking some steps out to just be like, okay, just take my mind off of it. You know, just being mindful as well. I feel like that's a good way of keeping fit because you just feel a bit more balanced in yourself.
2: And how do you guys balance fitness with your lifestyle? Because obviously a lot of um, people... Think time is an issue, so if anyone wants to share how they find like what's their personal way of balancing fitness with their lifestyle.
0: Um, so like I have days dedicated to going to the gym. So like I go on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays.
2: So having kind of like a regular schedule. Yeah. yeah. Cool.
6: Um, I didn't create this thing. I just like <laughs> learned about it. <laughs> Called, own it. Uh, own it. Hour. Hour. Oh. So it's like twenty minutes of workout. 20 minutes of studying and 20 minutes of yoga, like mindfulness oh. or something. It's actually by Robin Sharma, and it's from his book, The 5 A.M. Club. Yes. 5 a. M. That's Club. It's yeah, that's okay. where and it's called I the 2020 morning routine. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Okay,
2: yeah. I need yeah, you need to, you need to come and write for me like her. Thank you. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Hired. 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 <laughs> Anyone
6: else? I think for me as well. Like as everyone said, it was about routine. Um, I love working out, and I go pretty much every day and play sports as well but sometimes I don't want to Mm. but I know that if I'm feeling bad or in a bad place or just feeling a bit low that actually I don't want to go but when I'm there and after I finish I'm like yes that's exactly what I needed and even when I'm like I just don't want to do it when I push myself to do it I always know that I feel better for it yeah Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. just Just remembering that feeling
2: yeah and just to add to that as well I think it's important that don't beat yourself up if you ever feel like you're not in the mood for it I think you're everyone's allowed to have an off day like I, pl- I have plenty of off days. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's it's okay. And that's when you start, like, removing the pressures of, of it. And then it just becomes just more part of your lifestyle rather than something that you have to do because, you, because of X reason.
6: Um, so, for me, I just find gyms really intimidating. So, I had to find a way to stay active, like, jogging. After two minutes, I'm turning around and going to my yard. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I decided to um, start cycling. A, because I needed to save money because, like the travel card was just hurting me. <laughs> so I said, okay, cycling will save money. And it's a way to stay active without thinking about it. Like, it doesn't feel like a chore. It just yeah. feels like, mm. okay, I need to get to work, so I'm just going to get on mm. my bike.
0: Convenient
6: fitness. Yeah, yeah. So I, I try it. and, like, incorporate it into the day rather than, like, if I have to go out of my way to do it, then I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's how I kind of stay active.
3: Ingrained into your life, yeah. yeah, yeah. So those of you who haven't, Got it in your routine, being active. Can you tell us what problems you face? I think for me, the issue is that some of the classes I would, in theory, be attracted to. So I think yoga, all of the ones near me, the spaces never seem to have people who look like me. And also, I'm a woman of color, of Indian origin. And yoga is a practice that's very tied to kind of India and the Hindu religion and spirituality there. But that's not really the kind of angle I see in mainstream classes or the kind of angle that a lot of the um teachers are there kind of approach it from and it's quite off-putting for me in two ways i guess
2: yeah it's true it's so difficult it's something that me and kim like talk about as well when we when we do yoga classes for like sunday feasts that we were trying really hard to find someone who's like amazing at their jobs and someone of color as well Like, and it is difficult but i do believe there are out there and i think the more that brands show it, the more that inspires people to become, to train yeah. as yoga teachers and then we'll see that space slowly changing.
3: Yeah, definitely. I, well, it takes people like you seeking those people out and filling their yeah, classes sure. up. Exactly. That's and, important. And making them popular, you know, like... um.
2: And shadowing them out as well, making them popular on social because as annoying as it is, that's where people find people and that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: And... They won't get an, a lot of love just because the people who are behind like these big media brands can't identify. They won't s- like see them and think, "Oh, that looks like me." Like I should put them on a pedestal. It's not. It's not. A, it. It's not a conscious decision. Yeah, it's not a conscious decision. But like, we just need to be out there repping. Yeah, I wanted to say that someone outside of it completely it's outside of the fitness
0: world because I don't work out. I think sometimes especially with social media, it makes you feel like you have to choose between loving yourself and um as you are as someone who is a bigger person, for instance, and working out and like choosing to be like this person who fits this mold. So I think sometimes those stresses can be really mm-hmm. like anxiety inducing mm. and like yeah. last year for instance i was like i'm not gonna like write down a goal to lose weight or to work out or to even to get strong because it feels like if i do that then i'm gonna connect that with looking a certain way so let me just love myself and i think i'm happier and more comfortable in myself now but i think there's that disconnect it's mm. like how do you close that gap right
3: that's really interesting and that's something actually feeling like who wants to identify and like Unravel because that's such unhealthy messaging related to... It's so confusing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's marketing. That's that's how they sell. By making
2: you feel crap about your body and saying, this is how you change it. I would also say, like, those accounts and stuff that makes you feel a type of way when you look at it, unfollow them. Get rid of them. Who cares? Literally, just get rid of them. Unfollow. And then, like, now... Ignorance is bliss sometimes. Honestly, (laughs) like, on Instagram, you can filter by when you follow them so basically I was going through who I follow and I follow like I don't know 2,000 people because I've accumulated over the years and I think what you don't realize with Instagram as well like over the years you change as as people and what influences you and what you see changes and then you're just like why are these people still chatting rubbish on my feed and I'm still seeing the same like it's not that's not me today so go through that go go chronological order your followers and just unfollow everyone because that's that's a healthy like first step I think I think going back to a few of the comments that said that if you guys struggle to go to the gym
5: or um, you really want to and you guys are cancelling, one of the things that I definitely recommend, especially if it's something about cost, you could just go on class pass and just go to pay for the one where it's like once a week. Um, when you go to one consistent class, even if it's just the same class once a week, mm. you're going to make friends with someone there who's going to be in a similar position or they're going to be amazing and go every day regardless of which one it is when you make that one friend it kind of makes it more enjoyable for you to go to that class so like when i go to class i'm or i'm really stressed at work i say to myself i'm going to go to this class because i'm going to see all these amazing people and they're going to make me so much happier that's why i go to class even when i'm super stressed i'm like there's no reason i can't take this hour out i'm going to see my friends there i'm going to be happier and then you come back to work and you're like, okay I feel happier. So go to class, make your friends, even if it's one person, they're going to hold you accountable. They're going to be like, yo, why would you not hear last week? (laughs) And then you're going to feel happier when you go to class and see them.
2: That's a great tip.
5: Community is huge, man.
2: Um, We just want to say... Thank you to everyone for being so open and having a chat. Like if we're being honest, I was a bit worried that no one was going to interact and like give feedback and discuss and stuff. But so I'm so happy guys. Thank you so much.
4: It's felt like therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so we just finished
2: having an amazing talk with Rachel and Kim
0: from Food and Lycra and a girl from Career Buck where they were talking about everything fitness movement and what needs to change in industry, representation. And now we're in the blue room and everyone's doing the fitness workout. Like people are like jumping up and down and like feet are moving is sweaty. We're listening to amazing tunes. Like we've heard in dance and reggae and so yeah it's a really fun environment and yeah it's super cool.
1: We hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you are, we'll tell you later about our upcoming and free podcast making course so you could be creating one of these next month.
0: So backstage, we chatted to Kim, Rachel and Akil who shared their words of encouragement on how you can be more active.
3: Um, Power is in numbers, so grab a friend and you'll feel more comfortable. Being alone is always more scary, but if you've got someone with you, like a friend or an ally, you'll feel more confident.
2: I would say start small. So set yourself small goals and take little steps to get there. And then as you kind of get used to the habit of making fitness part of your lifestyle, you can start adding more and doing more and spending more time doing it.
4: I think making sure you know what you feel comfortable with as well and kind of figuring out what it is that you do enjoy. I do encourage everyone to try everything, mm-hmm. even do archery. <laughs> <I> just try, <laughs> try everything and then just figure out what it is that you do like and what you don't like because I think that sometimes in, in fitness you can kind of force yourself to go to things when you really you don't like it so and then that pushes you away from even doing it so actually figuring out what it is you do enjoy because it there has to be something
0: and um, you spoke about um, movement in the event and it was kind of interesting as opposed to like thinking about fitness like I felt like okay like movement
3: feels more accessible I guess yeah so some people might think of fitness as just like a really hard class or like something that's really inaccessible. But movement is much more accessible because we do it every day, even like writing in a book is movement. So then it just opens
2: up so many more doors and makes it so much more
3: accessible and, and friendly.
2: I would say that if you look at fitness as just movement, I think it helps like simplify it and then make it more of a like a natural thing that you do day in day out so you're not adding so much pressure or like you're not associating all the more negative things that are associated with the word fitness and movement is just moving your body and it is a luxury for all of us.
4: Well I think that going off of kind of what Rachel said fitness can sometimes evoke fear whereas movement for me and I feel like a lot of the people that come to my nights and come to Food and Night Cry it evokes joy mm-hmm. and um movement is every day and so when you think about it as an everyday thing it becomes less scary and especially then with my nights is a dance is just to me another form of joy and another form of just expressing your own happiness and a form of self-expression as well the way you want to dance like for instance like i don't want anyone to come to my nights that feel like they can't dance like, at the end of the day just move and it doesn't matter just come and enjoy yourself and so movement is just another form of self-expression another form of showing you're happy
0: so there's statistics that show that like black and Asian women are the least um, physically active social yeah. groups. Why do you, Why do you think this is, and what can be done about it?
2: I think a lot of it's got to do with culture. So I think a lot of it's got to do with like your. It starts at home. Like if you don't see your mum or your family working out, or it's, if it's not in great sport isn't ingrained in your family's. Um, it, and it isn't in a lot of, like, black and Asian families. That's where it stems from. So you have to change your mindset and make that change so that for the future generations, for your kids, they see something different. Yeah, I fully agree. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can tell we hang
3: out.
4: <laughs> um, I just think that there is, as we were saying at the event, it's about visibility and it's about kind of seeing yourself. Mm. And I, like, I've i never felt comfortable going to some gym classes because of the way that people kind of look. And mm. the way people kind of, I feel like I might be judged. Mm. But also then there's also a sense of just... It's gonna sound really bad but sometimes getting over yourself and just pushing yourself to do it because i think that there's only so much you can be like oh this is making me uncomfortable because until you actually go and experience then you're never really gonna know
3: also also on that fact if you go someone else sees you and who looks who looks like you they're like oh my god there's a space for me in that space as well so if you once you get over yourself you're actually creating a change for someone else yeah so you just finished
0: the event, how did you find it, any reflection, did you hear anything from the audience that made you think something different or that you're going to bring into your work?
2: Whoa. It was great. It was mm-hmm. like amazing. And I think I was very surprised at how open everyone was and how everyone was so like involved in the conversation Like we could have spoken for probably like, another half an hour and it would have been fine. But you know, time time was Since <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I think what was really, really nice off the back of the event was where people were talking about like trainers and spaces that are owned by like ethnic minorities, like people were sharing and people were taking notes. I was seeing people actively like making notes on their phone so that they can go investigate those places. And that's what basically, our, both our platforms are about. Mm-hmm.
3: And what was really nice, actually, was there was a lot of people who hadn't been to a food and micro event before, and they were talking about what they were missing, and then they found it in the the workout. Oh, yeah. And I, and they were coming up to us and being like, Oh my god, do you do this every week? And I was just <laughs> like, I oh, wish we, we could. could. Like, and it was just so so nice. They were like, Oh. A couple of girls were just like, You've changed my whole perception on oh. working out. Like the girl who said she got bullied by like a PT oh, for yeah, her body yeah, shape, yeah. she was just like, This has changed her view completely. She's like really happy. She came with her girlfriend, oh, and yeah. I was just like, Cancel that whole experience and mm. replace it with this. And she was yeah. like, Yes, I'm gonna do that. I was yeah. just like, It was so, so nice. Oh, so you asked everyone what their 2020 commitments are. What are yours? Uh, i guess individually it's for me to just be as present as possible um because there's not many east asian trainers from the uk doing what i do and bringing through more trainers of color where i can
2: um so for me personally like with the job that i do in marketing um with a big sports bride, it's, it's basically like i want to commit that like representation and diversity is like like, we prioritize it, and that was my job to do. So, like, what Kim can do at the forefront is what I will do behind the scenes.
4: <laughs> I know, that was great. That, that quote just spoke to me <sighs> what, <hashtag> Warrior Women. <laughs> love
2: it. Um, and then for food and lycra I think just hearing from everyone today I think one thing's important is that people just don't know who the trainers are out there what the spaces are out there so like even in that room we commit to just like we will basically find those trainers and put together like a spotlight on all those trainers and share it like that's one simple thing we can do easily and that will make such a difference to all like those 40 50 people in that room
4: my personal commitment, I think, would be to stop beating myself up over things, especially in terms of fitness. But in terms of Queer my commitment is to just not get so stressed out by it. I get halfway through it and I'm just like, right, let's just cancel this whole thing. I don't want to do this anymore. And then I push through it and it ends up being amazing. It's great. So I'm, I'm going to try and commit to allow myself the opportunity to just have fun while doing it because it does stress me out, but you pressure, know? pressure
3: sometimes leaves, Sometimes it?
4: pressure, yeah. yeah. Sometimes pressure is perfect, yeah. 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 But it is going to make me lose my afro. Yeah, and yeah. nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Edges intact, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, everyone, and thank you for tonight. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank
4: you, thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: The event was excellent. It's my first Food and Lycra
6: event. Um, I learned loads about Food and Lycra, queer brick, and honestly, the music and fitness, together with a conversation about people of ethnic minorities coming together, discussing Mm -hmm. what they can change. It was amazing.
5: It is really a way to get everyone involved in fitness in a way that it's fun. And it's a very non-judgmental environment. And it's just about dancing,
6: having fun, And then at the same time, you feel it in your body and
0: you're just like, ow. We hope you found this Violet Nights podcast with food and right and Queerbrook as powerful as we did. So hashtag Violet Nights or at South Frank Centre socials to get involved in the conversation.
1: Yeah, and if you're between 18 and 25, you can apply for a spot on our free two-day podcast making course. If you love them and want to know how to make one, on this two-day course, you'll learn how to plan, make, and share your own podcast by working episodes of Violet Nights alongside us and a couple of pod experts.
0: If that sounds cool, head to Southbank Centre's website or just search Southbank Violet Nights and we should pop up. It's free.
1: Next month, we'll look at the environment with Whose Earth Is It Anyway? as we discuss different perspectives on the climate crisis.
0: Please subscribe and write us a review. We'd love to know what you think. This EP was produced
3: by me, Victoria Gopitna.
2: By me, Sophie O'Sullivan. By me, Pippa Violets. By me, Natalie Kondrati. By me, Zia Frailing. And me, Princess Menkiti Odom, And I'm
0: Nan Napoleon.
1: And I'm Alex Williams, and we're your hosts. This was mixed by Phil Brown and exec produced by Crystal Genesis. We'll see you next month. Until then, bye.
0: See ya.